I just want you for my own More than you have ever known Make my wish come true All I want for Christmas is you Baby, I just want you here tonight Holding me oh so tight What more can I do? All I want for Christmas is you In a trouble All I want for Christmas is you In a trouble We are live JW Megawig Show. I am your host, the Candyman. And tonight is a special edition of Jason Young Sung Sung Koo. <laughs> Sunk, welcome to the show. Local artist and uh, um, founding member of Sunk. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Jay. this is awesome, yeah. man. Black Friday, man. Oh, loving it, loving it. Love not being, uh, not shopping today. Just here talking about music. Yeah, this is like a perfect, like, stay inside and talk about music kind of day it seems like for yeah, sure it's been cold in san francisco unseasonably oh my gosh it's like 40 degrees and everyone's freaking out but that's just kind of normal i guess yeah <laughs> yeah california weather i love me some mutiny radio i remember when this was pirate cat radio and it came down here and there was a little cafe this looks so different and yet the same yeah it is um it's amazing you know it's definitely a a mission jam here muni radio um some history <laughs> oh yeah. yeah so i know you got a lot of exciting things going on i know that you just uh wrapped up an album with sunk um i just yeah i mean how long how long of a process was that it was actually very very quick um so our we we just released our album uh over the summer and it's called Music for Moving uh, from the band Sunk. And it was just actually, Sunk is just comprised of, of uh, my wife, my partner in, in crime, um, Guinevere Q, no big fucking deal, and myself, Jason Young's son. And uh, it's a drum and bass project. When I say drum and bass, I mean live drum and bass uh, with backing tracks and guitar and all sorts of good stuff, um, primarily instrumental. So we did it really fast because we, we booked a tour up, up the, um, the West Coast and realized we needed something to, to have and something to play. So we, we did it really fast within only a couple of months um, and got it done. Uh, and, and we're actually on our next album right now. I'm really excited about it. That's impressive. That's impressive. So I know you got that um, show next week at a Piano Fight. That's right. It's going to be this Thursday, December 5th, Piano Fight. Um, and we're, it's going to be a free show. If y'all haven't been to Piano Fight, it's one of my favorite places in SF. Um, it's ba- basically three theaters, um, and we're going to be playing on the cabaret stage. Uh, there's a bar, great food, uh, individual toilets, which I think is really cool. Uh, it's awesome. It's, uh, you know... Privacy. Yeah. It's, it's like... It, it, um, gender neutral it's just everyone just goes into the bathroom and it's it's really cool it's a cool experience you just see everybody in there it's kind of funny um (laughs) yeah and so um but it's you know very sf i like it um yeah but our show is 
9 to 11. And we're the only act. And we're going to be having a special guest uh, guitarist join us at the end of the show. Uh, so, yeah, um, I'm super excited. That is exciting. I know you're talking about the restrooms. It seems like it's funny in the Tenderloin because Pan of what is it on a jo- Taylor? Uh, yes, I believe it's on t- uh, Taylor and Jones, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. just the heart of the Tenderloin and uh, uh, Theater District. And I just find it's so funny that the Tenderloin has the cleanest bathrooms. A lot of these places are just like pretty clean you know oh yeah it's where i think it's where they're needed the most <laughs> you know i think and yes and i think they're there you've got a song about uh make more toilets and i think you know it sounds like a silly thing but it's 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 real and it's a real thing it, you know if you're not from san francisco you might not understand the crisis but uh yeah we need more public restrooms it's really yeah you know and it was funny you know i had uh, liz diaz uh on the show part of this 180 jones project and they're putting them on transitional, putting them on transitional housing. I feel like that's the way we got to change it towards. Like I feel like homelessness is just at a face value. But instead of pointing at these people and saying homeless, we should be pointing at them and saying transitional housing and like getting them off the streets because I feel like it's just a problem that everyone talks about. But then, yeah, yeah, it just it's even that label of homelessness. It's like you know, there's so much behind that, and it's really it's just like we all just need a place. To, to, to stay warm, you know, I think and there's so many issues and I feel like, you know, um, we could, we're just all people and we just need a place, a place to stay. So yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's nice to be inside right now. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> so I knew somebody that lived on, was it Ellis street in the Tenderloin and they loved it when it rained because it's scared everyone away, like people off the streets put them, I wonder where they go. You know, when it rains, what, what happens? Do they, they find some sort of shelter somewhere? Absolutely. I think there are shelters, you know, I just, I think there needs to be more because it's, it's, I think this is just a, it's a place where you can barely survive, I think, on the streets because of the weather, because it's not too cold. Um, but obviously that's changing. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's, you know, one of the biggest problems in, in San Francisco, um, and California, for sure. Yeah, it's a, such a interesting. There's a lot of things going on. I feel like it's a really interesting place uh, to be an artist too. Just there's all this, you know, this chaos as the techs and and the questionably housed, and it's like a you know a, a cartoon or something. You know, all this, and then yeah. like you're, you're sitting back and and writing this album. And I just I could see like I don't know. There's so many inspiring things happening around us. Oh yeah, I mean, there's there there is there is con- a constant supply of of you know of of stuff going on uh, of art. There's I mean I I, don't, I can never run out of ideas and run out of material. And, and, and in fact, uh, that is a huge part of Sunk is um, is field recordings. And you know um, I, I go around all the time um, and I'm constantly listening. For what's going on around me and i've used a lot of that uh in in this album and in our next album um just pieces of whether it be birds or cars or someone speaking you know we'll use that in the music and then use that as um a, a means of poetry a means of like some some way something to, to build out of it with what we have around us it's really fun so yeah i'm i'm, I'm constantly listening for that I could see that in um, quite a few your songs. I like to let you know the listeners kind of listen to it and kind of have their own um, 
take on it, but I've listened to the album. I I found that there's a there's little things that you you listen to the second time you'll hear something else. Oh yeah, that's Was my favorite part of of albums is just like you know keep li- you keep listening and you you find something every time you come around. You know. Was there a frog? Yes, there is definitely a frog. Um, you know, we have uh, one one of our songs um, uh, features features a, a marsh. The, uh, the Arcata Marsh. We were going to do a show in Arcata, Northern California, and uh, we found uh, a pre-recorded field recording of a marsh, and we used that um, as the backdrop of the song. And uh, it's now one of our favorite songs. Um, so, but yeah, th- th- there's there's definitely that. There's also um, different animals I've come across in my, my many wild walks through San Francisco. Um one of my favorite things to do is, is to explore new parks and pathways. And there's so many staircases in this city. Uh, there's so many, <laughs> so many new things you can find in such a small city compared to so many. I mean, it's only seven by seven, but I feel like I, I can spend my whole life just searching all the little back roads. Um, and you hear some fun stuff. So, yeah. That's really fun. What was the name? Um, was it Arcata was the frog one? Yes. All right. You got... All right, this one's going to the listeners. You got to you got to listen to this. This will be fun. Nice.
Wow, that is a great song. I feel like I'm actually there. Like I'm physically like in nature. Exactly. That's that's what we're going for. Yeah. And that that particular one um was a, was a field recording we we found uh from the uh Arcada um it was actually on a file and uh so we had that just playing the whole time uh whereas most of our other stuff is uh something that we got ourselves um yeah so now i'm focusing more on getting my own own samples just because it feels good just to be like yeah i found this this is where it's from um but yeah you know there's a lot of great stuff out there that is um public domain that we can use and it's really fun yeah that is really fun yeah, so I, it's just really interesting, you know, I'm a San Francisco resident too, to just kind of look around and see like all the, you know, the art scene and, and everything that's happening here. You have the art scene, you have tech, and it's all this thing. I'm just kind of curious to see kind of your take on it. And, you know, with tech and the art scene and, your, you know, our... I mean, yeah, a huge convergence. I mean, I know that, you know, uh, the city has become very gentrified and... Um, the rents have have risen. I think the art scene is still here, but I think a lot of artists have been displaced. Um, but I think the, the key to art is is you know is rolling with it. Is is actually you know whatever whatever comes your way is making something out of that and saying something about that. Um, you know, um, it's tough to live here. Um, I'm lucky to have uh, you know, a rent controlled apartment. Um, but, you know, I've been here for about 15 years and it's still tough. It's still tough living here, especially as an artist. You know, I'm not in tech, but I have a lot of friends that are in tech. Um, and I know it's, it's, it's tough for them, too, um, even if they make, you know, uh, a, a lot more than me. You know, uh, technically, I, I guess in some ways I'm in tech because I make electronic music and I, and I yeah. record I, uh, and I make videos. So in a way that that's sort of tech. Um, but my my knowledge is 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 in more in in the arts world of tech, I would say. Yeah. Um, but I you know I love things organic. I I, I love um, I st- I love to read a book. I I like to just get get down with nature, you know. And so um, it, tech was never a huge thing for me. Um, you know, I'm 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 more interested in nature. I would say. Yeah, I feel like maybe. You- you're an artist in a, in a tech world or something. Yeah, it does feel like yeah. that, you know. Um, but you know, there is definitely things I, I appreciate. I appreciate the technology. You know, I, I'm an insulin-dependent um, uh, diabetic, and uh, um, I have an insulin pump. And without tech, I mean, where would I be? You know, I've, this thing is keeping me alive, and it's amazing, and it works so well. You know, I've got my smartphone and and that's that that's pretty cool. It's pretty know? tech, yeah. I really. mean, uh, you know, Guinevere and I joke about it. And we call it the Wonder Killer, um, but it's something like you know, I, I try to remember what it's like before a smartphone when you just had to kind of think of stuff and you had to, or you could make it up. You know, yeah. I mean, if uh, uh, you just we just had to know, or you had to go to the library. Beeper. <laughs> it's just kind of it's it's weird, you know. I, it's hard for me. It's really hard for me to remember what it was like before the Wonder Killer. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Gosh, I remember the beeper days. The beeper. I did have a pager. I was not a drug dealer, but I did have a pager. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and that was fun. That was a cool thing. Uh, it took me a while to get a cell phone, but I eventually did. 
<laughs> I remember there's a, I don't know if you ever watched uh, 30 Rock yeah. uh, with uh, Alec Baldwin. And so there's a beeper guy with Tina Fey and they're sitting at this white, you know, glove restaurant. Yeah. And Alec Baldwin goes up to the table and sees Tina Fey and was like, I didn't realize they serve chicken nuggets at this restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> it, was the, it was the beeper guy. Oh my God. That's ridiculous. So I just feel like, you know, with tech and, and all these social media platforms, they're how they're, you know, influencing our art culture here, you know, with, with Instagram and, you know, uh, and, and everything else and direct messaging too. Like, yeah. what is the right way to contact someone now? You know, it's confusing. So many- you know, I, I remember, you know, we had a sort of an experience with that where you, you, you sent me a text and then you, you left a message. And I think they were sort of like this kind of like, how do we communicate? Like, you know, it's, it, it's kind of weird. Like sometimes it feels weird to call someone directly, even though that was how we used to do it. Right. Yeah, but now right. it almost feels like, Oh, it must be really serious. Did someone die? You know, or yeah. like, you know, it's like this really serious thing it's where it's intrusive. like, no, I think it's, or it's intrusive. Like I'm living my own life and this phone, but it's like sometimes talking makes so much more sense. You know, it just, it, it's just, you, you can, you can hear the inflection in someone's voice so much more and just kind of convey a message so much more, so so much quicker um yeah so but you know although sometimes you know people that have issues with hearing you know i have some close friends that you know would prefer a text you know so it's good that there's that option you know um i think when it comes to business i think it's 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 good you know emails and all that i think it's just sometimes it's a little easier um but when you want to when it's when it's personal I think it's good to talk to somebody if yeah. you can. I feel you know? like, you know, with art, especially like, I feel like it's hard to convey or, you know, to talk about art through text, like to get it. I'm just off the wall. If you're, I wonder what Lady Gaga would be like through text message. <laughs> like what would, what it would it be like? Would, would it, just it even be, be like, her? Hi. <laughs> yeah, you know just, what I mean? Like, you know, I feel like that'd be a hard, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I'm just trying to think of some of these, some of these people, some of these, um, artists you know mainstream artists that you know we're talking about like can you imagine receiving a um a call for ceo example from elon musk can you imagine being like oh yeah i get exactly what he's saying right through this text yeah yeah no <laughs> right <laughs> like, elon musk yeah I mean, that'd be interesting i heard something about elon uh musk recently about him I think it may have been some fake news. I'm not sure. Um, it's hard to know <laughs> these days. Um, but I would say um, he it was something about him buying Facebook and deleting it. That would be amazing. <laughs> but imagine that. Like, I feel like it feels like one of those things that will never go away, or at least social social media in general. I, I feel like the thing about Facebook is it's connected to so many different platforms, so many different things that are automatic. You know, I, I can't tell you how many different like apps I've got or, you know, I, I've just, it's just like, do you want to just do this through Facebook and not worry about filling out your information? I'm like, yeah. I mean, think about all those things that would go away. I mean, maybe that would be great actually, you know, but yeah. uh, I think Facebook sort of made things easier and harder at the same time. You yeah. know? Yeah, I see um, it. I just, it's kind of, I want to say scary, but it's, it's, I find that you see it, you know, that people become more and more dependent on, you know, s- social media platforms like Facebook, like even my myself, yeah. like if I don't have something on a calendar somewhere where it reminds me to go there, 
Yeah, well, it's and, addictive too. You yeah. know, I think you know checking your checking stuff, right? Like I do that sometimes. I'm checking a blank screen. It feels like, but it's just like this sort of like this feeling. I gotta take out my phone. So there's one thing I do actually to try to um, do something about that in a small way. When I'm on the bus, I try to just stare and look out the window and it's a weird thing because i notice a lot of people looking at their phones and i almost feel like the weirdo just just kind of being there and being not looking at my phone at all it's a weird thing it's just kind of an odd thing but it's one thing i like to do it's just a funny experience for me just to look around and see who's doing that who's not you know yeah, no judgment it's just kind of a weird thing you know <laughs> people watching it'd be fun yeah no I, I feel like too a lot of these like direct messages when you direct message someone it's like and you don't hear you don't get back to them it's like or the person that you direct message they don't get back to you it's like did they purpose are they avoiding me or did they you know because a lot of times yeah. like i've had before where someone will send me a message and i actually won't get it like on my instagram sure like message like i didn't even know that was something that existed so these people might think that I'm ghosting them potentially. I was just gonna say this. This sounds like a, a form of ghostry. Uh, ghost. What, what would be the word for ghosting? It would be a ghost ghost a tree? Is there a word for that? Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the overall ghosting uh, phenomenon. There should be a word for that. Well, I think maybe we'll come up with it by the end of the show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. I just. I just. It's hard. It's hard to tell. And I've been on the, the receiving and the other end um of it both ways yeah i don't know we're in san francisco that means a lot of things in yeah. san francisco <laughs> but uh i've uh i've definitely been in a situation where somebody has sent me a message and i never received it and sure. so i ghosted but not intentionally ghosted and so i don't know i mean and then i've had it happen the other way around where i send someone a message they don't get back to me some of these um you know, direct messaging, you know, platforms, it will tell you if this person has read it. And so, oh, yeah, that's, that's sometimes good, sometimes bad. <laughs> yeah. So like, what did happen? I think there was someone, um, that I had sent a message. She was direct message. And I was like, Oh, they didn't get back to me. And I looked and like, they hadn't read it. Yeah. So it's like, what do you do at that point? You know, because you think, you know, this person, whatever you're, you're reaching out to them. They didn't get the message. You know, you're aware they didn't get the message. Then what do you do then? Do you call them on mutiny radio? Yeah, I, I think know. you do. No, I mean, like, you just call, Hey, are you aware that you were ghosting? Yes. Right you become a ghost. Yeah. So yourself. I know. Self. So I've seen, I've seen it happen, you know, because I, I'm like, Oh man, I'm being ghosted. But then at the same time, like I've looked up, it's like, Oh wow. I totally like didn't get back to this person. And so it's, it's an interesting thing. I feel like ghosting is the only way to describe it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, well, ghosting is sort of a newer thing, I would say. I mean, I think it's always been, it's always been around. There's always been ghosts, but I feel like you can, it's easier to ghost somebody now or, you know, one, I, I don't know if you'd consider this a ghosting, but if, you know, you suddenly cancel a plan, that's something you can do now easier than in the past because if you if you were to cancel a plan right before meeting up with somebody they'd be like where are they but yeah because no texting or anything right so i guess uh that would be really ghosting if you just suddenly just stood somebody up out of the blue and didn't say anything i think that's that's a form of ghostry ghostistry yeah 
had something really strange happen actually yeah where it was like a social media platform and i was you know this person her and i got connected yeah and then like i i sent her a message and she said oh yeah let's meet here and then my phone stopped charging and so my phone like died and so it wasn't like confirmed that we were going to meet yet but she had at one point confirmed it yeah uh, and i didn't get it and it so didn't then, come through ever. so it was like that it was like it was a ghost like that it was just like i i didn't show up because i didn't realize that we had confirmed the plan because my phone had died ah what a freak show you know, and like, how do you explain it to someone? I feel like once that happens, that's your first impression of someone and you don't show up to wherever you're going to meet. It's just like, okay, I don't know. This is just done. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. I feel it for you. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, but I was, I was, I was thinking about, I was thinking about this term ghosting, you know, we're talking about ghosting. Um, you know, when my first impression, when I hear ghosting, you know, the original ghosting, I think would be when you just leave a party and you don't say anything, right? The I, Irish goodbye. Someone you said know, that's what I've heard, I've heard, you know, uh, you know, many different names for it, uh, Irish goodbye. Exactly. Um, but you know, <laughs> ghosts, you know, I mean, I, it can be construed as that I'm sure. Um, you know, uh, I would say, yeah, ghosting is kind of scary, because ghosts are scary. I think most ghosts are scary. When I think of ghosts, they're scary. And is it scary? I think it's maybe because it's like a mystery. It's like this it's is not a fictional... really fear. It's just mystery. It's just really. mystery. It's it's mm. just like what what actually happened. It's a mystery, and because of that, it's mysterious, which kind of lands in that kind of. Yeah, it's like did they did they just leave? Are they okay? Were they kidnapped? Did they die? Like, it's a mystery. We don't know what happened. Or are they just like, peace? I'm, I'm tired of this party. Yeah. And I'm feeling awkward. I think that's usually the case. I don't know. Some, I felt kind of awkward and I didn't, maybe I didn't want to say goodbye for whatever reason. You know, sometimes people have trouble with goodbyes or transitional interludes. So they're just like, peace, <laughs> you know, yeah. just roll out. But uh, sometimes that's easier. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've, I've made it like, because that's what somebody realizes like, okay, like when this happens to you or happens to whoever's listening and like you or I, or it happens to you where you are getting ghosted, it, it's this feeling, it's this feeling like w what's going on here? You know, I Is feel it? like I, I personally understand if someone ghosts me because I've ghosted and I don't know if that's a, that's a good or a bad thing, but I get it. Like, I'm like, they must have a reason, you know? And maybe that's a re maybe there's something that needs to sh shift in them or in me. But I feel like sometimes you should be able to ghost if you need to. And I was thinking about the other, I have another version of ghosting. It's something I do that maybe other folks don't do that I'm willing to admit to, but we were talking about the other day. <laughs> and I, w I just wonder about if this is other, something that other people do. And it's, and it feels more like ghosting than the, 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 the traditional sense of ghosting when you just leave a party and don't say goodbye, right? Yeah. It's when you are in public and you see somebody you know, and it may be somebody that you like and you'd love to say hello to, but in that moment, you don't want to do anything and you want to avoid them. So you're almost like a ghost and you yourself 
ghost them where you can see them, but they can't see you much like a ghost. And then you kind of quiver into the shade and walk away as if, and they didn't had no idea you were there. I feel like that's ghosting. That's something I have to say, I admit that I've done. And I wonder if anyone's ever done that. Any of the listeners have done that or I'm just a creep. Yeah. I don't know. I, um, I, I'm sure I definitely have come across those experiences where, you know, I, I ran into my really, you know, good college friends, uh, fiance, now wife's, uh, little brother. And I knew it was him and we're in a restaurant. I'm just like, what do I go and say hi? And I'm like, hi, do you remember me? I'm your, your sister's (laughs) friend's friend. Yeah, exactly. No, your sister's. husband's friend do you remember me yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. you know that's such a long shot so <laughs> i feel like there's there's definitely been some times like that or you you run into somebody that maybe you went to high school with or you see them and you know it's them but they're oh, you with don't remember some... the name maybe <laughs> oh yeah well even if you remember their their name or, yeah. or if you do or you don't it's just like it's going to take them probably a minute to remember who you are and it's just going to be Possibly, this awkward yeah. thing and if yeah. they're with hanging out with a girl or a guy um, then it's just kind of like, okay, you know, like I don't want to taco block or w- what the right word is. Yeah. You, uh, you don't want to interrupt the, the, the flow. I feel you. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think sometimes it's also respect for other folks. Like sometimes I, you know, yeah, I, I, I might just want to be doing my own thing. Sometimes I want to see somebody, you know, you never know. You don't know how people are feeling sometimes, you know? So I think for me, it's a lot of times it's just, just being careful. You know, maybe sometimes too careful, you know, about boundaries, I guess, you know? Yeah. It's I weird. Like, I feel like somewhere in the in the mix, emojis come in. Like, yeah. it's like, if you just had an emoji <laughs> for it, then it all makes sense. Yes. Like, just sort of like your, your hands is kind of shrugging. Eh, I don't know. Yeah. Emoji. I think that's good. I think that's a good uh, a way to segue into future tech like what's going to be around i did i read this book one time where it was something it was uh i think it was called rainbows rainbows edge and it was about future tech and it was uh had a lot to do with um virtual reality where people were wear glasses and around them they would see all this stuff happening and there would be these weird creatures and like people had to have it and they'd be having these like video game wars in public and I feel like that, and they had emojis that would just up, appear around them, yeah. you know, like, I feel like that's going to happen in our lifetime. Um, and this particular author did a lot of research and it was one of those type of uh, futurists that really, you know, did so much research that a lot of the stuff that they've written about has come true. And so I think about that, like, what's San Francisco going to be going to be like in 20 years? You know, it's already getting weird. It's already kind of futuristic in some ways, you know, right? <laughs> Seriously, you know. You just jump on a droid to work <laughs> when you around the top of the Salesforce tower. I mean, and I think a lot of uh, sunk is, is a reaction to to this city. And uh, my my battle between this sort of tech kind of city cityscape we have mixed with my, my need for... Um, you know, analog um, nature, you know, and and so that's why we're we're trying to uh, tie these things together. You know, Guinevere and I, uh, we play in a couple bands, um, uh, Doctor Striker and and the Wyatt Act. Uh, 
uh, Guinevere recently left uh, the doc- Dr. Stryker, and so we're, we are looking for a new bass player. Um, but uh, with the Wyatt Act, um, which she's the lead singer of, it's it's sort of a, I would say, avant-garde jazz funk um, uh, band. And where with Sunk, it's sort of we want to bridge the gap between that type of sound um, and electronic music, which is what I think of, of, I think of, you know, Tech San Francisco, you know, I, I think of electronic music. And then sort of the older kind of style, which would be more just like traditional jazz and, and uh, you know, uh, live drum and bass, you know, very unsynthesized. And I, I, I've always loved the sound of those two things combined. Um, so anyways, um, yeah, I, I, yeah. If, if you're down, I'd love to hear another song. Maybe we could put on something else. Yeah. You know, so lightning is, uh, so I, I love the entire album. I was really just this, the first time I listened to it, I was just, this is it. Thank you. Um, I, there's so many different influences. Uh, and so this song in particular, uh, lightning, um, I has become my candy man theme song <laughs> and, uh, I don't know. I, I agree with you in that. Um, you are the candy man. <laughs> I'm a candy man in the tech world or you know, something like that. So yeah, so this song is called uh, Lightning. Um, this is uh, Mutiny Radio. Sunk. Lightning.
song. I love that song. Literally, yeah, I could just listen to that song over and over again. I'm so honored that that's your Candyman theme. That, that's the song that always makes us laugh. We made that song, we just laugh. We just think it's it's just so silly, but you know, it's really fun to play, and it's got one of those mean bass lines from Guinevere Q. Um, yeah, Guinevere just writes the craziest bass lines, and uh, it's such a pleasure to be able to play drums with her. Um, yeah, so yeah, thanks for playing that. I am your host, the Candy Man. <laughs> yeah, it's, there's so many different things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that um, that are happening in San Francisco, and just even walking down the street, there's just there's so many different things like going on. Oh yeah, and um, I don't know, like the the whole you know mobile podcasting thing, you know, like comedians and cars and mm-hmm. and um, carpool karaoke and these types of things uh, with Jerry Seinfeld, and you see the stuff that they're doing. I think it'd be really fun to. Uh, to do something similar to that in San Francisco, just because it's so, there's so many strange things happening here. And like within, you know, oh, yeah. just there's driving. so much to talk about, so much to look at, um, so many different characters and different scenery, you know, you can, you could, I mean, there's so, there's such a difference in, in different areas, you know, um, uh, of, of class and, um, you know, there, I mean, I mean, I, I would love to do something like that. I think you and I should do something like that. Yeah. I uh, I just, um, for the whole Jerry Seinfeld thing, you know, I think he's great. And, you know, it was really funny. I remember that show. I've only so. seen one episode of that show with Zach Galifianakis, and it was hilarious. Because at the very end, Zach Galifianakis had him on his show, Between Two Ferns. And it just got really wrong. <laughs> I definitely recommend it. If, uh, that's the only one I've ever seen, but it was pretty hilarious. Yeah, and yeah. No, so for me, it was you know funny because I was thinking about it. You know, with, with this whole coffee and cars, comedian cars with Jerry Seinfeld. Is that to me, in my opinion, I don't think there's anything funny about getting picked up in a nice car. I think it'd be funnier to get picked up in a piece of shit. You know? Oh yeah! Can you imagine getting picked up in a piece of shit and driving around tenderloin? <laughs> well, exactly. You know, I, I I think I'd rather see real people. You know, I, I, as much much as some of these people are funny, it's just kind of like it feels like millionaires driving around in nice cars. Who gives a shit? <laughs> you know. But I, exactly. You know. So I, I'd rather I'd rather see real people. Um, you know, people I can relate to a little more. <laughs> you yeah. know. Um, they are funny though, um, yeah, totally. Yeah, I've seen so. a lot of these, you know, other um, live podcasts, you know, or these people that pretend like they're homeless and pushing around a cart in, you know, New York City and really and with a guitar and serenading, um, you know, people with the guitar and and uh, kind of putting out that they were homeless, but able to, um, you know make it work in their favor. I think it'd be pretty, huh. pretty interesting to like, even just be pretend to be homeless for a day. And what would, what would happen? What would it be like? I don't Do you like really to put on know. an act to like, to, to see how people react to you? Something like that. Yeah. I think it's interesting, you know, because what I've seen, and I know that maybe you've done some busking in San Francisco. I'm sure you've done quite I a have. bit. Yeah. And, um, it's really interesting to see the kind of, um, people that, 
I feel like the San Francisco residents, you know, when they see somebody playing music or doing something on the street, that they're automatically kind of in this category of how does this person afford to live here? But yeah, what I've seen a lot more is like, you know, you go to New York. I mean, that's pretty, pretty normal. You go to, you know, Nashville, uh, Tennessee, there's people playing on the street and this is like, oh, this is cool. And so what I've seen in just in our, in our you know, circle of, of artists and singer songwriters is that people that are outside of the country and outside of this and aren't residents or here visiting, they're more open to it. They're like, Oh wow. You know, this person plays like, and that's yeah. cool. And they're, you know, when it's, when it's, when you're visiting, it's, it's different. Well, you know, I, I, I heard, you know, I, as far as making a living busking in the city, from what I experience, it seems really tough. You know, I've, I've done busking and I've made very little money. Even if we put a lot of effort into it, I may have picked the wrong corner. Um, but I've also some, see some people out there every day doing it. And I wonder how they're making a living. Um, they, they, they might have to work really hard, you know, to, to actually make a few bucks. Um, I, I do know somebody that lives in New York that makes a living from it. She's a great singer, does it in the subway. And I, I hear that it, it's like, it's really good for her. It's it's actually, you know, so I, I wonder, you know, she's very talented, you know, and, um, but I wonder if it's different, you know, if it's respected or, you know, it's a different vibe depending on where it is, you know, in the world. Um, but I've heard good things about New York, you know, um, but as far as my, you know, I, I, I've had not very good luck busking to be honest you know <laughs> you know as I, I feel like there's so many compounding you know factors that that go into it you know uh, i definitely you know see that we have the population here and there's enough foot traffic to to do it yeah but i think part of it not all of it but part of it is that people don't have money and then they have their you know apple pay and android pay and they have all this mm. other stuff of form of payment of making a donation um, and I wonder if don't have a lot of it. spare cash on them. Yeah, yeah I that, could, that, that could be sense. part of it. I'm not saying it's the whole thing. No, for sure, They're definitely um, a factor. You know, in this, uh, you know, tech scene, I would especially. say that's a, that's that is a, that is a reality. You know. Yeah. Um, have you ever been to Nashville, Tennessee? I haven't. I'd I haven't love either. To go. I think. Yeah, yeah. that'd be I hear a good it's one. a music. If you're a musician, you gotta go. Yeah. I don't know. I I wonder if it's cash only. Everything. That'd be so rock and roll. I feel like it, if it's cash only, that's a rock and roll bar. You know. That, that does sound rock and roll. Yeah. Uh, cash is gold in music. I would say because that's it's it's kind of one of those things. You know, if you're feeling something, you just drop a buck and it goes a long way. Um, but yeah, it's hard to do that. You know, through a phone, <laughs> right? <laughs> Um, but I would say, you know, I think some of my bet, like as far as business wise and, and touring and, and making music, when I leave the city and I go to smaller towns and I, I, I go out of this sort of tech world where it seems almost like sort of a jaded kind of like, there's so much to offer. You could go to see anything every night, you know, um, when you leave sometimes and you go to different cities that may not have as many things going on, uh, nightlife wise, um, we seem to do pretty well, you know, there was, we got good tips and, and people were really receptive, even more receptive. And so I thought that was kind of cool. And it makes me want to just go on the road and find out, you know, what it's like in other cities. And, you know, it's, there's so much to see. Yeah, definitely. I feel like every city you go to is different. The, uh, Austin is quite a music scene. Now that was, Oh yeah. That's somewhere I'd love there. to go. Yeah. I've never been. 
yeah so yeah there's just uh it's unlimited i feel like you know venice beach going down there i went down there earlier this year oh yeah mm. yeah yeah it seems like something's going on there people are doing it i mean la i mean it's i guess it's you know assumed that people are trying to make it everyone that's you know working at a restaurant they're trying to be an, an actor or an actress and typically yeah yeah people, yeah yeah you know it's uh you gotta have you know i don't want to quit your day job or your night job i, I should say <laughs> um yeah i think um no, I mean, I've always kind of had a dream of being being an actor. I, when I was younger, I wanted to be an actor. And uh, I'm thinking about actually going and, and trying that out again. Well, yeah, you I mean, know, like, you are an entertainer. so Yeah, I, you know, I think it'd be fun. Um, you know, I was I was a child actor. I was in, I was in uh, theater, and then I was in uh, commercials and video games when I was, when I was like, uh, you know, between 8 and 15 video games yes i was in actually there was this video game there was a st- uh a, a short-lived um a video game console called 3do and it was sometime between uh sega genesis and super nintendo and when it became more computer games so it started getting away from consoles i should say i, I mean I, I i don't really play video games anymore so i don't really i don't even know what's out there but it was a short-lived thing and it was a sh- uh, uh it was something called station invasion and i played um i, I was bryce banyan of mystery Sh- mysteries and i had my own tv show on this weird video game and they filmed me and i was in it um very odd thing so i do have acting experience Many years ago, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was just thinking about getting back into that. I think it'd be fun. You can do it, yeah. I don't know these a lot of these you know open mics around here. I feel like you can kind of get away with anything. You could do like yeah. cartwheels on stage. It's great about the open mic is that it's. Like, I feel like you know it's a good place to test stuff out. You know, um, and 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 try stuff and see how how it works. You know, I've seen a lot of comedians and, and musicians like just like grow so much. Um, by just go, getting up there every week and they just get better and better. Um, you know, some people stay the same, but some people really, I could see them just really working it. You know, um, I've been seeing a lot of great stuff at hotel Utah and, um, when I can, when I go out to, um, a neck of the woods on Wednesdays. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Hotel Utah is on, was it Brian and fourth street? Yeah. Yeah. They have the open mic on Mondays, huh? Yeah, one yeah. of the best. And then um, Neck of the Woods is on Clement between 5th and 6th on Wednesdays. That's right. But here at Mutiny Radio, we have um, open mics on Fridays from 6 to 8, which is just right after the, the show. Nice. And <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of open mic? Is that, that going to be comedy? Because I know this is like, this is a comedy shop. Yeah, here. Pam yeah. is a savage. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, that's... Oh, I love Pam. Yes. Yeah, so... Yeah, it's one of my favorite comedians. I wonder if I could talk her in. I don't know. I like to consider myself a comedic singer songwriter. Yeah. Except I don't know if people think it's funny. (laughs) Oh, no, I I hear it. You know, in fact, um, you know, with with the Wyatt Act and with Dr. Striker, I should say, it feels like both both those bands I'm in are going to be more in the comedy spectrum of music. Um, But with with Sunk, it's a little different. We're trying trying something a little different uh, besides the lightning. Which we feel like is our is our comedy song, which is which is perfect for Mutiny Radio. Um, yeah, but I, I would say I consider myself a comedian of of some sort. Um, although I've never done stand up, 
I'm a little scared, but I do <laughs> want to do it. And one of these days, I'm gonna have to get up there and just roll with it. Um, just improvise. So, yeah, I think that time is coming. So, yeah, have you ever done stand up? I never have. I um, I've gotten into uh, recently more in the past year. Um, spoken word. Oh, uh, spoken word's great. Yeah, so, I've done that. So, so what it is is basically I just draft up this imaginary kind of like message to somebody like that isn't you know so i just kind of go over so it was the early morning hours july 26 2019 i told your band member to stop texting me <laughs> you know like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah like kind of like, like that you know i was I, I you know yeah i mean comedy poetry very similar uh there's something that i've, I've heard pam say uh where she says that uh you know because I, when i met pam she was uh full-on poet you know and it, it wasn't into comedy I, I didn't see her and it eventually became a comic and her one of her jokes was that you know uh, po- uh, co- comedians are are, are are poets uh you know i'm already messing it up so i'm, I'm not gonna even try yeah pam <laughs> but, pam we gotta have you but, yeah uh you know i'm not gonna try to do someone else's joke but uh, mainly you know you people listen to comedians more than than poets typically you know i think it's it's more of a, a thing that people are into and um but i've always loved poetry and i feel like there's so much you know poetry is such a huge influence on me and and the fact that i'm a musician and it actually poetry is one of the biggest things to have tied my whole uh san francisco experience together um, most of the people I, I first met were poets on the street corner of 16th Mission, and one of them was Pam. And um, that's underground. Huh? And it was and the, the the biggest thing that was going on. And when I met Guinevere, um, she was a poet, and that, and she still is. But uh, that was the main thing that she did. And we would uh, we'd put on beats, and we we we'd flow and uh, she would get up and just and spit the coolest spoken word poetry. You know, um, and eventually that morphed into music, you know, and into lyrics, you know. But um, yeah, poetry is a huge influence and it still is. In fact, poetry is a huge influence on my current project with Sunk. Um, we've used poetry to, as a device to make a, um, instrumental music. And, and in fact, today we were working on a new album and we've been using poetry within that um, sampled uh, throughout the song as sort of a percussive element so um yeah that's I'm, really neat yeah big influence yeah that's great oh yeah so music for moving huh yep <laughs> oh man yeah it's a beautiful piece so you guys are um you guys are playing december 5th which is a yep. thursday that's right uh thursday 9 to 11 at piano fight uh awesome venue Two theaters and one cabaret stage will be on that uh, free show. Come on in. Nice bathrooms. Get some tasty food and a tasty beverage. Uh, amazing bathrooms. Um, you know, communal, open. Like everyone's everyone's uh, welcome in these bathrooms. Great place. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. So we're gonna close it out with one song. All right. Um. What song did you want to play in the last song for them? Um, I, I would say our title track. Um, uh, it's going to be called Skitter. If you can find that one. Um, 
Yeah, this is the first kind of thing that we, we when we were thinking of our sound, we wanted to make sort of live drum and bass music. And so what we did, we have uh, backing tracks that we created, and we wrote uh, a drum and bass to accompany that. And um, we wanted to do something instrumental, and but we wanted some we wanted to be able to say something so within this the the bass is almost like the melody as well as the bass line so um anyway this song's called skitter and hope you enjoy guys december 5th piano fight nine o'clock see you there
This one goes out to Elon Musk. Driving a Tesla Model 3 I'm running on electricity Self-driving car to six and mish Gonna roll up swift, get my carrot fix She's the only girl She's my sister Sister, sister From a different mister Rollin' volleyball, I serve and dig the volleyball in volleyball. I dig and put the volleyball in volleyball. I put the hobby quick and put in volleyball. Think I'm crazy I just wanna do what's good From a hundreds point to Hollywood I just wanna do what's good From hundreds point to Hollywood Have you ever seen the rain? It's California champagne Misty fresh It's California champagne have you ever seen the rain, rain? It's California champagne. Misty fresh. It's California champagne. I just want to do what's good. From Hunter's Point to Hollywood. I just want to do what's good. From Hunter's Point to Hollywood I'm driving a Tesla Model 3 I'm running on electricity Charge is six and mesh Gonna roll up swift and get my carrot fixed Gonna roll up swift, roll up swift Gonna roll up swift and get my carrot fixed Gonna roll up swift, roll up swift Gonna roll up swift and get my cabin face. Elon Musk. <laughs> this is JW Blunt and Jason Young song live. I'll do another one. This is the JW Mega Wag. Round the way to the other side Round the way to the other side I'm playing my guitar like a brown-eyed girl Playing my guitar like a brown 
girl I'll be soft I'll be gentle I'll be sweet Sentimental I'll string you up I'll strap you down I'll pick you up We'll go down to Chinatown Ride the wing into the other side Ride the wing into the other side I'm playing my guitar like a brown-eyed girl Playing my guitar like a brown-eyed girl We can Rocket ship to Mars and Uranus we can moonwalk the streets, pretend like we're famous Down in the teeth, it's down in the tenderloin Tenderloin beach, ride the way, ride the way Ride the wing to the other side, ride the wing to the other side I'm playing my guitar like a brown-eyed girl Playing my guitar like a brown-eyed girl Ride the wing to the other side Ride the wing to the other side I'm playing my guitar like a brown-eyed girl Playing my guitar like a brown-eyed girl I'll be soft, I'll be gentle I'll be sweet, sentimental I'll clean you up I'll plug you in, I'll get you off on kombucha medicine. Ride the wing into the other side, ride the wing into the other side. I'm playing my guitar like a brown-eyed girl, playing my guitar like a brown-eyed girl. Ride the wing to the other side, ride the wing to the other side. I'm playing my guitar like a brown-eyed girl, playing my guitar like a brown-eyed girl. Ride the wing, make a wing, 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 ride the wing.
riding community. Wild Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Terrace, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834. Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that, uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch
Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. But you can apply now through November 30th. 50 shows in seven days, over 50 comics from all around the U.S., and you could be one of them. Go to the Mutiny Radio website, www.mutinyradio.fm. Click the Apply button. Pay that 20 bucks. Donate to Mutiny Radio and apply with your five-minute video to the Mutiny Radio 5th Annual Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. Submissions close November 30th. Get those submissions in now. You ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8 that's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Four Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. (laughs) 
subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Tired of paying too much for your internet? Contracts and hidden fees got you down? Tired of supporting the same big cable companies that lobby against a free and open internet? Get Monkey Brains! Monkey Brains is a local internet provider who doesn't sell your data, bind you down with contracts, or trick you with hidden monthly fees. We're honest, local, and 100% net neutral. Residential internet for only $35 a month, business packages starting at $75 a month, Go to monkeybrains.net and sign up today. Asiento. Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays. Taco Tuesdays. First Wednesday, live jazz. Live DJs Thursday. Parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento.
Hello, poppies. You are listening to Pop Off, the sound of musical curiosity. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Bear, and I'm back. Yes. From Ireland. I can testify that uh, that you are back. That I am actually here. Yes, back from Ireland. Well, what a great time. And um, just a little anecdote: the Irish consider you two to be a bunch of wankers and blowhards. <laughs> As I expected. The same goes for Van Morrison. Ah, uh, yes. But anyway, it is Pride Month here in San Francisco. That's a big old fucking deal. And a big part of the whole queer culture is the dance music scene. So, this month, I will be traveling through some of my favorite dance tracks throughout the last uh, century, starting with the rock and roll era and the 60s. And one of my favorite cuts of all time from that period from one of my favorite cats ever is Dwayne Eddy. And here he is, although I forget who plays sax on this, but it's fucking phenomenal. But here he is with the great Rebel Rouser.
are listening to Pop Off, the sound of musical curiosity. I'm your host, Bear. Welcome to the show. Oh, and as I said at the top, I was on vacation, but it is good to be back. If I can give you just a little bit of TMI. Um, going through a bit of a thing, personally, uh, emotion-wise, and a bit of what you would lightly call a funk. Um, but music has in the past and has always saved my life so it's really good to be back in the studio here playing stuff for you and it is pride weekend as i said and each week i'll be focusing on a different era of music playing some of my favorite songs to dance to from that era and this time out we're doing a little old school rock and roll and 60s era 60s uh vietnam era stuff and uh at the top of that set Dwayne eddy rebel rouser uh one of my favorites and um brian setzer is my favorite guitarist of all time but Dwayne eddy is probably well he's the precursor so i he may be second i don't know i don't really keep a tab on that but rebel rouser's freaking great and i wish i could remember the saxophonist's name because he's killing it on that track the second track that set was Black Cadillac by Joyce Green. Um, I don't know much about Joyce Green. I didn't bring my notes with me. But it's one of those one-off records that happened a lot in that period, one-off singles. Um, And you don't really hear a lot from women rocking that hard with that much sass. Uh, I think it was from um, either, either Georgia or Alabama is where she was out of. Uh, and I don't remember the record label, but her and people like, um, well, I'm going to forget. There were a couple on the Sun Records label that put out a few stellar rock and singles. Uh, but I absolutely love that track. I found it about, uh, I would think probably about a year ago now. And it stuck with me ever since. Just killer. After that, of course, was the king of rock and roll, Elvis with Method Blues. Followed by Elvis again with Bossa Nova Baby. Those two songs, not number one singles. But I preferred them to a lot of the number one singles, I have to say. Especially Mesa Blues, a real slow burn on that one. Um, yeah, the sing, the number one singles, out of the, I like Heartbreak Hotel is fantastic. Of course, Jailhouse Rock. There's a few that really stand out, but they all kind of sound like uh, Teddy Bear. And, um, well, you know, they start to sound similar after a while because you make one hit you want to repeat the success so you make it sound similar but yeah mess of blues bossa nova baby great then at the end the goodies with sophisticated boom boom uh goodies nobody really knows about them anymore but they were part of the brill building factory machine uh, along with the shirelles and the crystals the shangri-las the uh Ronettes, the Chiffons, all those girl groups and all those great songwriting teams. I am going to get this wrong, but I think it was Cynthia Whale and Barry Mann who wrote that track. Um, And I think that was probably around 63, I want to say. I did a whole show about the Brill Building on Soundways TV, uh, which, soundwaystv.com, you can go there and find that show and listen to it. It's great. Um, Anyway, let's continue on. This next song is another favorite of mine from uh, some iconic acts that doesn't get play. I don't think it was released as a single. It certainly wasn't a hit. And it's another kind of slow burn. And uh, it's Diana Ross and the Supremes with The Temptations, but really it's 
Diana Ross and the Temptations. I don't hear much of the other Supremes on this track, but it's fantastic, and it's from that album they did together in the mid to late 60s that I can't remember the title of, but the title of this song is Try It Baby. So here is Diana Ross and the Supremes with the Temptations on Pop Off, the sound of musical curiosity.
Falling in love 
that was the main ingredient. Everybody plays the fool. I believe the early 90s that was uh, covered by Aaron Neville and made into a hit a second time. Uh, great tune, that one. Before that, Etta James with Fire. And before Etta James from, I think, 1972. Joy Love Joy with In Orbit. I absolutely adore that song. Uh, that was a late discovery for me. <laughs> well, I discovered all this music late, quite frankly. Uh, that's a story I can get to in a moment. But before Joy, Barbara Aikland, some serious northern soul just ain't no love. Another song of hers I really like is... Um, well, now I'm drawing a blank on it, but... Uh, but at the top, Diana Ross and the Supremes with The Temptations and Try It Baby from their joint album. Uh, fun side note about that is that's one of the few times uh, in my research I've seen the female act or singer listed first. Usually it's Marvin Gaye, Tammy Terrell. Um, yeah, the man's usually listed first on duets. Uh, the other one I can think of off the top of my head is Islands in the Stream, where it's Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers, but it doesn't usually happen that way, so I've, that just goes to show how big the Supremes were at the time. Yeah, the 60s, great uh, period for pop music, especially a lot of um, groups that you don't hear about anymore that release some great singles, uh, and one of them is this next one coming up, and... Again, I don't remember the date of this, but it sounds peak mid-60s. Uh, here we go with the Vogues, and you're the one on Pop Off, the sound of the swingin' 60s. <laughs> 